Having no clear goal is just like sailing your ship out of a harbour with no map, no compass and no destination. Best of luck reaching your goal if that's the way you go about things. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So hi, my name's Andy Naylor. I am CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design and as always, host of your Optimal Alpha podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. How's things going? I hope that your year has started well. I mean, here we are. I'm recording this actually on my birthday. Um, so we're 18 days into the new year. I sincerely hope things have been going well for you. I hope whatever you decided to do in terms of maybe kickstarting things in the new year, getting back on track, starting some healthy habits, whatever those things might be, I sincerely hope that they are going well for you. If they are not, don't struggle in silence. You know, reach out, look for help, wherever that might be, whatever resource that might be or whatever coach or so on and so forth. But d just don't struggle on your own. Don't get too caught up in the mindset of, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. Doesn't always end the best. But either way, I hope it's going well. So what are we diving into today? So the topic of goals, which is both a huge, wide-reaching topic, but also what I'm going to try and attempt to do today is, just, as always, just keep it really simple, keep it really actionable, keep it really something that you can go away and, and take just some little thoughts and perspectives and put into your day without trying to make it overwhelming. So as always, three things. No goal equals no direction. Okay, so we're going to go through what that might look like. What setting good and bad goals might be and how that might look. So you know what you should be considering when setting yourself goals. And then as always, some actionable strategies that you can hopefully go and put in place to at least start putting something in front of you that you can be moving towards. There is nothing better than having picked something to move towards and then having the absolute distinct understanding that you are moving towards it. It feels great. So here we're going to try and unpack where people fall down when trying to do that and then how to, of course, try and make it work a little bit better. So let's, of course, start with the, uh, the no goal, no direction. Well, it sounds pretty obvious, right? No goal, no direction, no goal, no endpoint no focus point, no nothing to head towards. But out of the seven or eight consultations I have every single day, there will be a good amount that cannot articulate, and this is through no fault of anybody's, right? But they cannot articulate a very clear goal. Now that's fine, because it can be hard to articulate exactly what we're trying to achieve when we might not know the terminology or the metrics behind that thing. But ultimately, there is no laser target for them to aim for. There is no direction. There's no clear path to be following. So I hear things like, I want better health. Now, we're sitting here thinking, well, yeah, like, of course, we all want better health. But what does that mean? 
for you, better health will mean something very different to someone else, to someone else, to someone else. I want better health is, isn't really a goal. It's a statement, but not a goal. I want to be healthy. I hear that most. I just want to be healthy. We need to be able to, how can we define what being healthy truly is? I mean, we could, we could sort of look at it along the lines of, well, I would think that being healthy is not just the absence of illness and disease. That's like just surviving, isn't it? I would say potentially being healthy is our mind and our body's ability to adapt to impose demands, whatever those things might be. In other words, we can take on board things and move forward, stresses and move forward, challenges and move forward. Somewhere in there, I would say is healthy, but it's still, that's a really kind of wishy-washy way to try and define what healthy is. I just want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Now, the first thing is when we are setting goals, for goodness sake, never put the word just in front of it. I just want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. The word just devalues the goal, doesn't it? Think, think about now if you said that out loud. Oh, I'm, I just want to do this. Like just takes the power away from the thing that comes after it. And first and secondly, um, when I, I say this respectfully, but it's generally pretty damn true. I just want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. That's utter rubbish. When someone says that to me, I, for the most part, know full well it's more going to be like 25 to 35 to 40 pounds. And that's without, well, I can see a certain amount of someone on a consultation, but I know that for most people, they truly have no idea how much additional body fat they're actually carrying. Someone said to me a couple of days ago, I'm about 18%. And, uh, the, and, and, and I say this with all the respect in the world. I really genuinely do. The person stood up and they had, they had to go and do something. This was a couple of weeks back. And as they stood up, I could, of course, I could sort of see how much their belly was sticking out. And I can get a very clear indication as to how much body fat this person's carrying. They are not 18%. They're probably 30. Now, I've got to try and find a way to carefully articulate that to the person without really upsetting them, but giving them a clear picture as to where they are. So that I just want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. One, the word just, we need to get rid of it. It devalues the goal. Secondly, the goal is, is weak compared to the reality of what the person probably needs to go and do. They're kind of kidding themselves. Knowingly or unknowingly, I don't know. I want to feel better. Okay, of course, we all want to feel better. What does that mean? What does that entail? Can you see how intangible all these goals are? We would all like to achieve these goals. Fair to say. We all want to be healthy, healthier. We all probably want to get leaner. We all probably want to feel better. But they're intangible. In fact, they are nearly just simply emotions, really, aren't they? Because the, well, certainly I want to feel better. That's an emotion to a degree. They are... And, and, and getting a goal based on an emotion is incredibly unreliable. Why? Because all of our emotions are going up and down based on internal and external influences that sometimes are out of our control. So now basing a goal on our emotions is, is bad. Bad, isn't it? There is zero way to really know if the goal has been achieved. How do you know if you've ticked off an emotion? Think about that. If you set an emotion-based goal, how do you actually know if you've truly ticked it off, or do you feel like you've achieved it today and then something bad happens and your emotions change tomorrow and then therefore you've not achieved the goal anymore? So it's 
a really difficult thing to, to base goals on those sorts of things. You've, you've no, when it's an emotion-based goal, you've no idea if you've reached it. Now, here's the interesting thing about that is that then therefore means you can easily let yourself off when you haven't achieved something, you haven't accomplished something. Because the goal was so generic and so wide-viewed, the chance of it being accomplished is so low. Okay? How would you even track progress towards one of those types of goals? How do you track an emotional goal? So a goal needs to be specific. It needs to be a, a, it needs to be a point. It needs to be a destination for the most part. A goal could be moving towards the destination, but there has to be a point out there in front of us that we can point to in some way and say, that is the goal. That is the finish line. That is what I've got across and I've accomplished it. That goal needs to be measurable. There needs to be metrics that we can quantify in pretty much black or white that we have moved forward. The goal needs to be tangible. An emotion, to my understanding, is not a tangible goal. Okay? We need to have a tangible goal. Therefore, we know if we've moved closer to that goal that week, or moved farther away from that goal that week. In other words, therefore we can work out, is what we are doing working for us, or is it not? Because if we can't understand whether something is working or not, then we can't change something, therefore we can't adapt and move forward. In other words, we, what happens is, is we start to lose focus, lose drive, lose attention, lose commitment to the whole thing, and off background the circle we go forever trying to achieve the same goals. In fact, we are doomed to ever fail in the pursuit of the unreachable goal. We have picked, if we're picking an emotional goal, we've picked a goal that we could never accomplish. Therefore, failure is inevitable. We've, we've set ourselves up from failure for the start. Okay, so what does setting good and bad goals uh, actually sort of look like? So it, pretty straightforward, really. And, I, and I've mentioned a few of these things. So. What, what is a bad goal? Now, it's not something, you know, a goal to an individual person, i.e. their priority, has no business to anybody else. When I get onto a consultation call with somebody, I cannot tell them what their priority should be. Who on earth do I think I am if I think I could? I could certainly give perspective into where I think they might be best placed, but I don't know the full drivers behind someone, their life and, and everything that's going on for me to say, oh, this should be your priority. I, I, I can give them some advice, but I can't actually tell them. That's not really right, certainly as a coach. So a bad goal to me is something that is not measured. It's not measurable. It is not tangible. It is generic. It has no true destination. And it's not actually even aligned with your true needs. Think about that for a second. How often have you picked a goal that maybe is aligned with somebody else's needs? That's pretty strong, right? And I'm pretty sure we've all done that at some point. Maybe we've picked a goal because someone else deems it important. Maybe we've picked a goal because it means something more to somebody else. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing on occasion, but we should at least be aware that that's why we've picked it. Because quite often, if we pick a big, scary goal, and goals probably should be big and fucking scary, the ones we're going to achieve are the ones that mean something to us deep down not necessarily that means something to someone else. These goals, they must be
be aligned with your whys. So a good goal has measurable aspects, not necessarily all of them, but something that is measurable, that has a metric that we can plot. We can put a graph to it if we wanted to. We can, we, you know, we can put a key performance indicator. In other words, it's something that we can track over time. You know, if we could even boil it down to just a single number, is that single number moving in the right direction? I'm not talking about necessarily the scales or something like that, but, but quite often things can be boiled down to its, or distilled down to its simplest version, and therefore we take power from that because it's simple. Simplicity is important when goal setting. There's nothing wrong with simplicity. In fact, simplicity is a skill in itself because what are we all really good at as humans? Way over bloody complicating absolutely everything, particularly health, wellness, you know, physique, fitness, longevity. We overcomplicate it massively. So keep it simple, keep it measurable. It must be tangible. You must be able to literally kind of point at it. It must be laser focused. And it can be laser focused on more than one area, but it must be laser focused like sailing your ship out of harbour and going, right, I'm going to sell my ship out of Portsmouth and I'm going to, think I don't know, Southampton, right? There's a point that you are heading to. There is a point to go to. Now, maybe you could take a few different routes to get there, but there is a point. It's laser focused. You know when you left Portsmouth and you damn well know when you got to Southampton. You know when you've reached the goal. You know if you moved further away or you got closer that week. And achieving the goal will serve you in some grander way. In other words, it's aligned with your whys. You can go off and pick any goal you like. If that goal doesn't mean something to you, then straight away when I say that, you know that your chances of achieving it. If it's a big, scary, badass goal, but really it doesn't it doesn't light the fire inside of you, you just, you're not going to achieve it. So therefore, the goal should be aligned with your whys, okay? So here are some, I guess, actionable strategies to try and help. Um, firstly, don't be overwhelmed by the idea of setting goals because many can do, and I get that. Sometimes with one, it's like, oh, if I set a goal, then I'm gonna have to do something to get to it, right? The moment I set a goal, I'm committing myself to a shit ton of work maybe a shit ton of suffering, going without, you know, having to diet, having to do, that can actually seem quite overwhelming. So uh, all of these what's, why's, when's, how's, all of these things when trying to set a goal can just be, it, it can put people off setting goals. It, it, can, it can actually feel like a massive goal, just trying to create a goal. So start easy, start simple. Start with something that you know you can go after. So let me give you a little bit of a, an idea. So let's imagine the goal is to drop body fat because that's going to be all of us at some point. That's fair to say, right? All of us, pretty much 95% of us at some point, want to get leaner. It's a very common goal. So that is the main theme of this goal, to be leaner. Now, that's straight away tangible. You are either leaner or getting leaner or are, you are not. Like it's, it's tangible. It's either happening or it is not. It is not an emotion. It is a tangible goal. Now we need to work out how we're going to measure, did we get leaner or did we not? Have we reached the goal or have we not? So what, what, uh, what measurable ways have we got? Now we've got a few. 
well, the mirror is a good place to start. Nothing wrong with looking in the mirror. In fact, the mirror, uh, the mirror is what I use pretty much most of the time. Uh, I do weigh myself in terms of body weight. I have done some of the other things I'm going to mention in a moment, but I still use the mirror. When you get to a certain level of leanness, the mirror is possibly the best tool I use. Now, when I say a certain level of leanness, I, I'm talking sort of 10, maybe 12, maybe 12% and below, certainly 10% and below. So I'm sitting in and, in and around the 10% at the moment. And I can tell immediately if I've been overeating for you know a, a bit too long and suddenly just a little bit changed. And I'm like, okay, I'm either, that's either a little bit of extra water or it's probably a little bit of, you know, a few extra pounds of fat. Now, and the mirror tells you that when you're that lean and, and there's that much detail in your physique, you can see it very easily. So we have the mirror. We have calipers. So skin fold calipers, not the most common thing for people to use. And what people tend to use or tend to try and do is use calipers to work out their body fat percentage, which is fine. I've never bothered. Simply when I've got ready for shows, for example, I will use calipers just to basically measure seven or nine points on my body. Now you can go and look those up. They're pretty standard places that people would use. So I would just measure them once a week and just write down the millimeter of the skin fold. Now, all I need to know is, are those numbers going down? That's it. <laughs> I don't need to know the percentage, couldn't care less. Are those numbers going down? And then technically it gets to a point where some of those numbers are so low that I can't tell if they're going down. So I just then focus on the fattest bit which for me and most men eventually will be your lower back. I, I, that's generic, but for, for the most part, for most men, it'll be lower back. My lower back will always be the last part to get lean. So all I need to really do is, if I, want, if I wanted, was just measure my lower back fat caliper measurement. And if that bugger's going down, I'm getting leaner. That's it. It's that simple. So calipers work really well for that. You could use body fat percentage scales. Um, so these are normally impedance type scales. They are wildly inaccurate. However, they can be inaccurate yet consistent. So let's say we jump on a body fat percentage uh, set of scales and it says 42%, which could be wildly inaccurate. But if it's consistent, as long as 42 becomes 41, becomes 40, becomes 37, it don't, it don't matter because we're getting leaner. I just wouldn't trust these too much. I wouldn't trust the number for sure. But if they're consistent and they're consistently moving in the right direction, happy days. We could use things like DEXA scans. Now, these are very difficult to get. Um, there is one not far from where I'm living at the moment. I'm going to be getting one done, although I'm probably going to try and get leaner before I do it so that the numbers are half decent, but I've never done one before. But they can be really useful. They're, just, you know, they're costly. They're not what most people are going to be using, but that's a good way of doing it. Body weight, just simple body weight. You know, I, I, it's just hard to work out if you're getting leaner by body weight, but if you've got X amount of pounds of fat to lose. Well, if you lose those pounds of fat, you're going to become lighter. And this is an interesting thing. I speak to a lot of guys who are like, oh, I don't want to lose weight, but I definitely want to get leaner. I'm like, hey, best of luck with that. Think about what's just been said there. So you've got 20 to 30 pounds of fat to lose, but you want to maintain your 225 body weight. How are you going to do that? Because you are not going to drop 20 to 30 pounds of fat and build 20 to 30 pounds of muscle to replace the weight. You're not, not going to happen. Like to add 20 to 30 pounds of muscle is, I don't know, three, four, five years of work. Like it's a heck of a lot of work, seriously, depending on where the person is and a whole bunch of other um, variables. But if you've got 20 to 30 pounds of fat to lose, you're going to get lighter. 
But for most men sitting out here worrying about that, if you've got a decent amount of muscle, you'll look a lot bigger as you get leaner. Okay, because your shape will show and therefore you will look bigger. So ultimately, now back in terms of the goal of getting leaner and measuring them, we've got options. Some of these are better than others, but we've got options nonetheless. Now it is tangible. Now it is measurable. We know if we've moved closer or further away. Now we need an end goal. We need a point of reference to go, I got to the goal. Now that could be, that could be a body fat percentage. Okay, could be. It could be fitting into that pair of jeans or that suit. In other words, something else that probably hasn't changed size that much, but you did. So if you can't now get into, I don't know, 34 size pants, trousers, as we would call them in the UK, but you know what I'm saying, um, or a certain, a certain chest size suit, and you go off and put a heck of a lot of work in, you know, four, six months later, you can fit into it. Chances are you've lost some body fat. Like, don't overthink it. If you, if you can fit into a suit or a pair of jeans or whatever that you couldn't, and at the same time you're looking in a mirror, you should be able to tangibly measure, I'm getting leaner, or I have gotten leaner. Now, you then use a piece of clothing or body fat percentage. I, I, I would hasten to not use a body weight necessarily as the goal, but it still helps. Again, it's still something to head towards. Maybe it's actually seeing abs. Now, that's kind of a, that's, that's a bit wishy-washy because what someone says to me on a call of, yeah, I can see my abs, and what I think of when I talk about seeing abs are wildly different, understandably. And that's my fault because I've taken my own physique and other people's physiques to factless, shredded. So my perception of abs is literally see-through skin on someone's torso, which isn't fair because that's 1% of gym goers, let alone 1% of the population. So my perspective is skewed when it comes to that. And I'm, I fully understand that. So when someone says to me, oh, yeah, I can see my abs, I know what they generally mean by that. But I can also tell by looking at someone um, and, you know, the, the amount of sort of fat on their face, I say that respectfully, but, you know, the amount of fat that it looks like they're carrying, I can tell how lean someone is. If someone's got a full set of abs, you can tell in their face generally, generally how lean they are. Anyway, so pick whatever that end goal is that works for you. doesn't really matter. Just pick one and then damn well stick to it until the thing's completed. And then when you think you've completed it, reevaluate. Pick a new bloody goal. Because picking a new goal will mean you don't go backwards. Because what happens? 85% of people, whether they do or don't reach their goal, will go backwards. So put yourself in the 15%, be smart, and then move onwards. Um, now, this goal, whatever the heck it is that you're picking, must be aligned with your personal whys. This is how you will achieve said goal. So what are your whys? Now, this is deep, and I've covered this in previous podcasts. Here are just some very simple examples. And I try to think high level. Whys. Health. Now, calling health a why and health a goal are two very different things. Having a why being bettering your health is a thing. Because like, it's a driver behind a goal. So health, longevity, improving self-esteem improving self-confidence, beating self-loathing, family, work. There's so many whys that are driving us. The, we, it's, the goal is to achieve the why. Think about that. The goal is not just a fucking goal for the sake of it. If you're just picking goals for the sake of it, 
well, yeah, go off and have fun picking goals. And I mean that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you find a goal and plug it into a why, in other words, the far deeper thing inside you that you need to fix, and I do mean need to fix, then you're unstoppable. And when it comes to working out your why, uh, this is a real challenge for most people because most people don't want to think back to what a true why will be. So this is the exercise that you should do, or I encourage you to do, is as you're starting to write down goals, maybe just sort of brainstorm or you know, down ideas of goals that you want to go after, and there could be multiple goals, that's fine, and then try and see if you can link them all to something. Ah, oh, you know, I, and it could be, you know, I've just had uh, my first grandchild and I'm pre-diabetic and I'm concerned that I won't be around to see them grow up. You know, like there's a why. Longevity, health and longevity and family. Wanting to be here to see the next generation grow up and pass on your knowledge and spend that wonderful time of your, with your extended family as they grow up. Because guess fucking what? You get one chance on this merry-go-round. One. That's it. One. So... Whatever you do should be to be here for as long as you possibly can in a body and a mind that is fit for purpose. Like that, those are the whys. Certainly as we, they're not going to be our whys in our 20s. Let's be honest. Our whys are going to change as we go through the, the chapters of our life. Of course they are. And people who don't recognize that or it, it are going to face challenges. But as we go through life, our whys should change. Our perspective should change. Our priorities will change. So there's a why I want to be around to see my grandkids grow up and maybe even see them, you know, graduate from school. That's an amazing why. So now what fucking goals are you going to put in place to make the why come true? It's not the goal come true. The goal is now just the vehicle to the why. And then we could say the plans, the training, the accountability, the food. Those are the, those are the vehicles to the goal and the goal is the vehicle to the why. Maybe you wake up every morning and maybe you look in the mirror and you fucking hate what you see. This is, this is people. This happens. I, I'm sorry to say that I speak to a lot of people who, when I ask them, you know, how do you feel about yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning? They're like, I feel fucking disgusted. How have I let myself get here? I'm looking at someone who I don't even recognize. There's the why. Because we cannot walk around feeling like that. Well, we, I, I, would, I would hope to think that we shouldn't be walking around feeling like that. Self-loathing, you know, we use this old, you know, this old phrase of, you know, for someone else to love you, you need to love yourself first. I don't really know a better way of putting it. Because if you're walking around loathing yourself, hating yourself, then no one is ever going to want to spend a huge amount of time around you. So fixing your body. Whatever that means, you know, it doesn't mean getting ripped. It means just getting to a place where you look at yourself and you know the hard work that you've put in and therefore you loathe yourself a bit less. You have a bit more confidence and self-esteem and suddenly life is a damn sight easier. Those are wise. Now, the point here is, is you need to delve deep. So let's say the why is I don't want to loathe myself anymore. Like, that's pretty strong to start with. Write down. I do not want to loathe myself anymore. Okay, that's cool. Then underneath, write the words why, underline it, and a question mark. Why do you not want to loathe yourself anymore? And then write the answer. Sit and think about it. Why do you not want to loathe yourself anymore? I don't know the answer, and I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth, but why? Why do you not want to loathe yourself anymore? Could be, well, Andy, 
I've spent my whole fucking life loathing myself. I'm, you know, 39 years old and all I've ever thought about is how disgusting I am. Okay. Okay. Underneath that, write the words why, underline it and question mark. Why have you spent your whole life disgusted with yourself? Why have you been self-loathing? Why? Because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. And then for the last time, you ask yourself why. Delve deep and down four times, if you can. Go as far down this rabbit hole as you can. And I promise you, at the end of it will be something painful and emotive. And probably, possibly from your childhood. Most of the time, if I do this exercise with someone, that's where it goes back to. Quite often schooling, parenting, there's something down there, probably. And if you can go and find it, as painful as it might be, as much as you might have locked it away for your own sanity, if you now, and you probably locked it away for your own sanity as a child or as a teenager, to allow yourself to function, now you're an adult, probably, if you're listening to this. Now you should be able to carefully unpack those emotions, face the fuckers head on, and use them. Use them. Otherwise, they have consumed you for no reason. Well, I don't say no reason. For a reason that you could probably have done something about. So you ask yourself the why four times. Go down the rabbit hole. Find out what you find out. And then use that why. Well, then you find a goal that fixes the, a goal that is the, that is the vehicle to fix the why. Okay, well, if I don't want to, ultimately, I don't want to have self-loathing and I felt this way and da, 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 I don't want that anymore. Right, well, I need to do something about it. What would that first be? I, I need to look and feel better. Okay, well, look and feel better. What does that look like? What does that mean? Okay, I need to drop body fat and I wouldn't mind having a little bit of muscle. And, you know, maybe at the same time, that means taking care of my presentation and my mental outlook. And I, I can't take men, care of my mental outlook because my sleep is shit and my stress is high. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, we need to fix those as well. Suddenly, if you pull it apart, the goals become clear to you. Okay, so, and then I think what's also important, <coughs> excuse me, is then just don't focus on the end result. A lot of people will then have a, a goal and then focus just solely on the goal uh, and not focus on the doing. But get the goal, get it clear, like make it very, very clear in your head uh, and in your mind, but then focus on the doing. And this will, of course, you know, take an aligned structure and personalized plan and then focus on those things, the doing, the actions, the actions, um, and see small daily steps. Here's a little analogy for you when thinking about a goal. Do me a favor, picture the, um, picture the film Rocky. I don't know which Rocky it is, but he's running through the streets and I want to say it's Philadelphia, although I might get shot down for that. He's, anyway, you can picture him. He's running through the streets and he's running fast and all the kids are following him and he runs away from them and he runs up a massive set of stairs and he runs to the top and jumps up and it's iconic, right? So let's imagine he stops at the bottom of the stairs. Let's imagine you stop at the bottom of the stairs and it's a huge flight of stairs and the goal is to get to the top. Now let's imagine you walk, right? You're not running, you walk, right? Okay, so you're walking up the stairs and you, all you can look at is the top step. Now every step you take, does that top step really look like it gets closer? Not really, because it's like 200 steps away. It doesn't really look like it's moving. So you might take 10 steps and be like, well, this isn't working. I ain't getting any closer. I'm giving up. 
failure. The better thing to do is to understand where you're going, align yourself with it. And then if you were to look down at the steps you're taking every day, you would see daily progress. You don't see the goal move towards you, but you know you're moving towards the goal because you see it one step at a time. In other words, focus on the doing. Always focus on the moving forward. Don't focus on the work you haven't done. Focus on the moving forward. Then learn to adapt, learn to self-monitor, learn to hold yourself accountable. Even better, go and get external accountability. Don't now let all of this stuff rest on your own shoulders. Get external accountability. That will be one of the smartest things you can ever possibly do. Alphas, I truly do hope that this has been of, of some use to you today. Um, these are just some of the thoughts that have just come to my mind over the last few days when thinking about goals. I could probably have done another hour talking about this, but I just wanted to leave you with some clear thoughts, some clear actions, some clear strategies that hopefully you can go and put into place. As always, I seriously appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening to the show. If there's someone else out there who you feel would benefit from this information, who you know maybe needs a little bit of help, please do share this podcast with one other person at least. Uh, spread that information around. Honestly, I, I hugely appreciate it. Of course, as always, you know, maybe download the show. Uh, of course, subscribe and give us a five-star review. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. For now, Alphas, I will leave you to your day. Thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.